All right. Thank you very much, Rob. Good afternoon, everybody. Nice to have you with us as we answer the question, do I have a case? And I want you to know that we have lots of questions coming in from all over northeastern and central Pennsylvania. And if you mailed in that question, we'll get to it as fast as we can. But you have to understand, we're getting hundreds and hundreds of questions. This has become a very popular part of WILK News Radio. And the man with the answers, the guy that we drive crazy every week, is attorney Keith Figured. How are you, Keith? I'm doing good, Frank, and a pleasure to see you again, Rob. And uh, you never drive me crazy. I actually look forward <laughs> to this each week. Well, we get pretty close to it. And uh, one of the things, <laughs> one of the things on Keith's website is his practice areas workers' compensation. And I think people recognize that. And so a lot of questions come in on that subject. So here's the first one. I returned to work on light duty after shoulder surgery following a work injury. The doctor ordered physical therapy three days a week. I work 7 a.m. to 3 p.m., and I leave work two and a quarter hours early to go to therapy. Does workers' comp pay for those hours lost from work? The main issue here is whether the claimant's time away from work to pursue medical treatment needed to resolve a worker's compensation injury during work hours constitutes a disability as that term is defined by Pennsylvania Workers' Compensation Act. Um, I know that's a little bit convoluted, but that's basically how the act um, is defined and, and what is necessary in order to determine whether or not the employer is responsible for paying for that missed time. In Pennsylvania, it has been explained that the term disability, disability links two discrete concepts, and that's a physical injury that results in the loss of earning power. Therefore, a mere physical injury will not, absent specific circumstances, result in the receipt of benefits. Rather, in the interpretation of the Pennsylvania Workers' Compensation Act, the word disability is to be regarded as synonymous with loss of earning power. The disability contemplated by the Workers' Compensation Act is the loss total or partial of the earning power from the injury. A causal connection between the work-related injury suffered and the loss of wages must be established in order to receive an award of wage loss benefits. Courts determine the degree of a worker's disability by reference to how the injury affected a person's earnings. It is well settled that the loss of earning power resulting from an employee's personal preference or voluntary conduct is not compensable. So once the employee has been released to return to work, the employer is required to demonstrate that a job has been made available to the employee and the rate of pay made available to the employee. If the employee's rate of pay is unchanged or greater than that which was received pre-injury, the employee's disability has ceased, which necessarily means the payment of benefits will be discontinued upon proper petition. Where there is evidence of record where the evidence of record establishes that medical treatment is readily available to the claimant during non-work hours, and this is the important part, that time does not amount to a work-related disability under the Pennsylvania Workers' Compensation Act, where the claimant does not seek medical treatment that is readily available to the claimant during non-work-related hours, but rather leaves the workplace early to receive such treatment, the claimant is not entitled to an award of wage loss benefits. So basically, if the employee is able to treat during non-work hours and they're taking off time during work to treat because it's more convenient, it's not going to be, uh, they're not going to be entitled to compensation. Now, I have a case 
now that I'm dealing with that there's an actual exception to that where if they're in a union. Now under the collective bargaining agreement, it specifically indicates not only that the employer is responsible for paying if they have to take off time and it doesn't designate that they have to try to do it during non-work hours. It just indicates that under the collective bargaining agreement that if they miss time uh, for treatment that they're not only to be compensated but under the CBA uh, or collective bargaining agreement, they're also to reimburse them for the mileage. Now that is specific because that's a separate contract that was negotiated for under the union. But under the Workers' Compensation Act for an at-will employee, if you can treat during non-work hours, you are not entitled to be compensated. Okay, next question is also workers' comp related, and you may need to give us a brief history of the workers' comp law in the Commonwealth. But here it is. I work for a small company of under 20 people. Is my employer required to have workers' compensation Compensation insurance in Pennsylvania. In 1915, the Pennsylvania legislature enacted the Pennsylvania Workers' Compensation Act. The statute charges the Department of Labor and Industry and the Bureau of Workers' Compensation with carrying out the administrative and appeal obligations defined in the act and specifies compensation for employees who are injured as a result of employment without regard to fault. And that's the importance here as it pertains to workers' compensation, as it's a non-fault claim. Amendments eventually merged the compensation for injuries and occupational diseases into this act. The statute defines the benefits available to Pennsylvania workers, the conditions under which benefits are available, and the procedures for obtaining them. The workers' compensation system protects in both employees and employers. I think a lot of people look at workers' compensation and they think it only protects the employees. However, employees receive medical treatment and are compensated for lost wages associated with work-related injuries and disease. Um, there's also a term called specific loss benefits, which is for disfigurement of the head, face, or neck, amputations, crush injuries. Um, and as far as employers, employers uh, provide for the cost of such coverage while being protected from direct lawsuits by employees. And what that means is, um, whereas if you're in a car accident, you can sue that individual under a claim for tort or negligence, there's much more significant damages, such as pain and suffering, possibly punitive damages. So when this act was created, it actually protects the employer from those additional damages, but it doesn't require the employee to establish negligence, so long as they were hurt in the course and scope of employment, um, and as I had indicated before, they sustain a disability as defined by the actor entitled to compensation. Now, as far as the question of being mandatory, workers' compensation coverage is mandatory for most employers under Pennsylvania law. Employers who do not have workers' compensation coverage may be subject to lawsuits by employees and to criminal prosecution by the Commonwealth. Under the Act, most employers with at least one employee must have workers' compensation insurance. This includes full-time, part-time, seasonal, and even family members employed by the business. The requirement applies regardless of the number of hours worked or the type of industry. There's a very um, uh, small exception. I mean, to, to spend a little bit of time, but basically it's like an agricultural worker who works for fewer than 30 days and less than uh, $1,200 in a calendar year. So, I mean, I don't know that many, if anybody, would uh, um, uh, basically be uh, avail himself of that exclusion. Um, but in Pennsylvania, employers can obtain workers' compensation through, uh, through a licensed carrier. And basically what happens, uh, for instance, when I get, because I've, I've had clients contact me that 
um, their uh, their employer does not have coverage. And what happens in Pennsylvania is there's a guarantee fund. So once we apply for that claim, it'll come back and indicate that the employer is not covered. Um, then we have to put the guarantee fund on notice and actually file a claim through them, and that's when the government gets involved. And that's uh, something that an employer does not want to happen because they're going to go after that employer for all of the costs, and as it indicates, they can even go after them criminally. So, so the answer is yes, the employer is required. Uh, one other thing that I would tr um, just to clarify is a lot of times employees. Uh, or I should say employers try to get out of coverage by saying they have an independent contractor. Um, a lot of times that doesn't fly because you can have what's called a statutory employer. And it doesn't matter. I've had cases where they actually have an independent contractor badge and a number on their chest, and we've established that they were employee. It basically comes down to the control the employer has over, over the individual. Very complicated. I think that's one of the reasons why you want to go to Keith's website and click on Practice Areas Workers' Compensation, and you'll get lots of information. But if you do have questions, you might want to contact him. And Keith, how do people get in touch with you? Okay, my direct dial is 570-954-9299. I can receive emails at keith at figuredlaw.com. And as you said, Frank, there's lots of information that I can be contracted through my website at figuredlaw.com. And folks, if you have a question, whether it's on the subject of workers' compensation or just about anything where you need some legal advice, just email me, frankandrews at wilknewsradio.com. Again, frankandrews, wilknewsradio.com. And Keith, we'll talk to you again next week. Thank you, Frank. Thank you, Rob. Look forward uh, to next week. All right. And Rob, we'll get back to the program.